This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hi and welcome to Docs That Rock. I'm Sharita Darcy. And I'm Tracy Ferguson. And today we're going to be looking at surviving Mumbai. Before we do that, Tracy, mm-hmm. how was your week? It was good, your actually. Your month, actually, your month. How was I'm your month? I'm preparing for the Science Festival oh. in November, right here at NUI Galway in University of Ireland in Galway. And um, yeah, so I'm getting prepared, ready for that, lots of experiments, etc. So my head is all science-y. Do you remember last year you had all the... <laughs> Snakes and tarantulas, mm. and do you think you might do that again this You'd year? You'd be surprised. Mm. Mm. Any chance of a python? You know what I mean? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <Really? laughs> how was your week? And I don't know if that leads into it or not. How, how was your week, Sharita? <laughs> I've completely forgotten asked. what I was going to say. I went to see... Um, my brother in Michael Collins the musical oh your talented brother the Fergal Darcy the Fergal Darcy and uh, Michael Collins is a famous Irish hero and it was all very exciting and we were delighted uh, that we went to see it Bravo Theatre Company continue to astound so we had really good fun but I did a few other things as well so you know it was a it was a busy enough week there was loads of stuff a busy enough week in lots of films maybe yeah, I went to see Joker. I went to see Judy, the Judy Garland movie. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to see that in, you know, the new cinema that they have in Salt Lake with the reclining seats. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I think the reclining seat cinema experience is the way forward for me. Excellent. Good to know. There you are now. And have you seen, just segueing nicely into, have you seen both Mumbai movies? I actually have not seen Hotel Mumbai at all. Um, obviously, I've seen Surviving Mumbai. Mm. What's the other Mumbai movie? Well, yeah, Hotel Mumbai. I just, I did it the other way around. Normally, I watch the documentary and then if they make a feature, I give out about how bad it is compared to the original. Um, but it, this way, I think it must have been at least eight months ago that I saw the trailer for Hotel Mumbai. And I remember thinking that's one of the best movie trailers I've ever seen. I have to see that movie. It just the suspense and the way that they cut it together was really good. So when it was coming out, I got I went to see it the day that it came out. Well, I, I saw it at Did home, you? but I went to I saw I saw it the second it came out, and I just thought it was amazing. Really? And then I watched the extras part, and they said, and the director said, the reason I made this movie is because I saw the documentary Surviving Mumbai. And I've seen it a few places cited in various different interviews, so that really is holding true. Mm-hmm. And then when we were trying to, I said we should do something on the Hotel Mumbai story and you said yes we should how about surviving Mumbai separately entirely and that's um, I said that's the movie it's based on I remember seeing this years ago when it came out and I remember being struck by it Um, do you know what it is about this is it's just the personal experiences and the happenstance and the hair's breadth by which some people survived and other people did other people did not And there was an American couple and there was a a Muslim couple and there was there was a it was just there was all different types of dynamics going on. And the attack itself was absolutely horrendous. But this humanized it all like it just really put a face 
to you know what you're seeing. I would have seen the coverage. I would have watched some of the coverage live because it did go on for a number of days. Do you remember when it happened? Yeah, I remember registering it on the news and everything, but um, I don't remember the length of time that it took, the actual duration of the siege, which obviously if you're watching it on the news or if when you're there, you're registering every minute of it. But I think that they tell that duration very clearly in both movies, but in Surviving Mumbai... The way that they told it was incredible. And to hear the actors in Hotel Mumbai talk about surviving Mumbai and about the survivors mm-hmm. and those who didn't survive. Mm. Um, they talk about the importance of being uh, true for them and really just being respectful. And they, they also they left their Hollywood egos at the door because that's not that kind of movie. And I mean, it's easy to say that about any disaster movie or any siege or anything that's based on historical fact. But I thought that they really were true to form to everybody. And just the way that the the suspense in this film, I don't normally shout at screens watching movies. But you were shouting? I was shouting at screens. In Hotel Mumbai? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I mean, the woman in the closet with the baby. I know. I know. And I really felt for her. And I didn't feel... That's one thing, actually. When I heard that, okay, so we're sitting here, right? If we heard a noise that is a gun, I don't think, first of all, despite the fact, you know, that we're from Ireland and we've seen lots of action movies, that we'd actually register the fact that it was a gun. I remember reading some interviews and there was a photographer who was in the reception of the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel and she walked up the stairs and she heard this put, put, put and she thought it was fireworks and she thought, that's odd. And then she looked behind her and she saw people firing a gun and someone falling by 10 seconds, she had missed the start of the gunfire in the lobby of the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel. And if this was to happen now with us here, I don't know if I would have had the quick reaction that that lady in that house would have had in, in the, is it the Narrowman house? Oh, yes, that's the, yeah. Where mm-hmm. she heard the sound of gunfire, which means that she knew what it was. And she locked herself into the pantry and she just stayed there. And she stayed there for two days, was it? Oh, that was just incredible. Um, I was actually thinking of the other lady who has uh, was babysitting upstairs in the hotel and she was hiding in a closet and it it couldn't open. She was locked in. So she was escaping down the corridor um, and then she got locked into a closet. She went, she ducked in for safety and then she realised there was no way to open it. She's actually locked in. Yeah, no, she survives. So we have to maybe inject that. But um, that was, it drove me crazy. And I mean, the elevator. Yeah. Oh, and then anything to do with the lobby, moving around. The couple that were going, their room was filling up with smoke and they were going down the stairs at the same time when the gunmen were coming up the stairs. Oh, man. And one of the survivors that they interview is coming down the stairs and another survivor is coming up the stairs and he ducks into like a closet for 10 seconds. And just because he's under the cover of the smoke, he manages to kind of get away and he gets out. I think at every moment... You can see it in their eyes that these people say faced certain death. What really works for me in this documentary is the Muslim couple were together and they talk about the importance of having survived it together and how that was important for them to have done it together. The couple where there was an American and an Indian lady who were married, they had to separate because they felt if they were together, they might be more of a target. So he spent his entire time during the attack on his Blackberry talking to the feds in America and like, you know, on the ground of the toilets 
whereas the wife was being protected by um, the chef, Chef Oberoi, who I believe features in Hotel Mumbai, mm-hmm. um, in the chambers of that hotel. And it was very... Like that, the difference between their experience, one couple being ripped apart and another couple staying together and the horrendous stuff that they went through, that Muslim couple seeing people die, holding someone's hand as as they're being shot. Mm. There's so many crazy stories. And and I do think that, you know, they were together, some were separated, but they were all, you know, they were being thrown into the middle of this craziness. I do think if we heard anything here, God forbid, and I'm knocking. um, We'll knock. We... Don't mention God. Um, we, uh, I would think the worst. But that's, you know, I mean, after I was in New York for 9-11, I've ever, I think everything changed that time. So I always think it's the worst terrorist. So you were in New York for 9-11? Yeah, so I, I just think after that, you always, you know, nobody looked at the sky and saw a plane without thinking the worst. After I that. always think of that documentary, The Heart of a Dog, where she's talking about she's walking her, her Jack Russell. And it's like he looked up in the sky and realised that attacks can come from there. And she equates it to what happened to the American psyche after 9-11. It's very tastefully done. And there are parts of this documentary that kind of echo that as well, because there's things that are the truth of what occurred to these people becomes very apparent. You know, when 9-11 happened, I was actually upstairs in the students' union and I was across in the college bar, literally in the building that we're in now. I was across the college bar and there was a, a guy because it was it was the start of September. He had never been outside of the States and he had never been to New York, but he was flying out of New York and he got a picture taken of himself on top of the Twin Towers in the same clothes, got onto the flight, came over, went into the college bar. First thing you do when you come up to your new college, went into the bar and this is on the TV and he's holding that photograph of him in those clothes. It was a Polaroid, he was holding it in his hand. That's what I remember when I think about September 11th. I'd imagine your memories are quite different. <laughs> yeah. No, and we've talked about it before on the show, but I mean, it's just that kind of event um, and the hotel, the, the siege on Mumbai are life changing for so many thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing I wanted to mention, uh, which is also, I mean, it's all based in fact. It's important to say that. The, the, the documentary, oh, yeah. you're watching CCTV, you're not yeah. really hearing a lot of, you're hearing some talking heads, but mostly it's all told in real time through the CCTV footage. But remember the, the part where they were being listened to by the terrorists because the terrorists were then on the phone to their HQ, wherever, who was, who was coming in to tell them where to go, what to do, and to leave their mics on on their phones so they could hear people screaming. So yeah. there was all these different sinister levels happening. Yeah. And then in the meantime, you had somebody, a business person, um, in one part of the hotel who was texting CNN and doing an interview. And that's what gave away the position of the people inside because the terrorists were watching TV. It's a whole different level of terrorism when you have television involved, media involved. You know, things have changed. So I just think the impact of it then goes from the people in the building to their families, to their friends and family, to the city involved, the country, and then by extension, everybody watching it. A hundred percent. It was actually the European Parliament Committee of International Trade Delegates that were actually staying in the Taj Hotel at the time. Mm. And I think that they were interviewing um, the, uh, it, it was an English delegate. And he 
gave away their location in the chambers of the hotel. And as a result, because they were all politicians and because the guys in Pakistan, LET in Pakistan, the terrorist group, they were listening and watching the same TV coverage. Because that was happening and because this was the first time that this had ever happened, that there was live coverage to that extent. This is the first time that we saw people, somebody with Blackberry that was on the phone to the feds, that you were ringing somebody who was experienced that the mobile phone culture was actually part of the um, journalism that was being fed in and the consequences of that. It was, as a result, very irresponsible, but he wasn't to know when he was doing it that that is actually what he did. He He gave away the location. By the time the France attacks had happened, we were then aware of it and people were being advised don't go on social media giving away the location of hostages that are hiding don't post photographs they can see what you can see but at this time that wasn't the case so he didn't deliberately do that it wasn't a very irresponsible thing to do because he was not yet aware of the implications of his actions Um, for me I'd imagine I haven't seen the film but certainly reading the synopsis of it and what I know of Indian hospitality the idea that the guest is God is quite um, it's it's quite an amazing experience that these people who were in the hotel, although they could have left and gone home to their families, stayed there to protect. Oh yeah, the workers in the hotel—that's a really important. Um, I mean, it's a driving force behind both films, absolutely. And uh, you know, they they could have left. There was one point where they had a clear exit, and they could have ran from the kitchen entrance out. And they said they took a vote, and then they stayed. Most of them stayed and said, no, we've got to stay and and look after the guests because until the guests are all as safe as they can be, we can't leave, Uh, which just shows an amazing sense of honour. And one of the the men that stayed to protect that lady, um, I can't remember her name, that was married to the American man, um, he actually got shot. Mm. And um, look at... This is an incredible documentary. Um, We could go through a lot of points. One of the things I'm just going to really quickly gloss over is the way that the terrorists were quite young. They were young boys and they obviously had been trained for this and they they were fighting amongst themselves, amongst the killing that they had to do, which is told very well by the lady who was part of the Muslim couple. And she explains that like one of them couldn't even use a tap. They just really didn't know what they were doing. And these people, a lot of them died. One guy... Um, the one survivor was actually let out in bail and disappeared afterwards. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot we can say about it. And yeah, it's um, it really takes you on a journey, but it's a very, very, very special documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and you just have to see it for yourself. If you if you like um, the movie, then it's it's a lovely complimentary documentary to have with it. Yeah, I think that's it's it. essential. It's, docs, it's yeah. a docs that rock and it gives you a, a real idea of what really happened. And um, that's it. That's that's all I have to say on it. Yeah, no, I think it's essential viewing. I think if you, you, you owe it to the people who survived yeah. and didn't survive to watch the documentary. There was 166 dead and the nine attackers and there was 300 plus non-fatal injuries. So it was um, quite a large terrorist event. Um, it's docs that rock. Go out and see it. Yes, and on that note, you can find us on bigheadsmedia.com. Yeah, and uh, we're also available on Patreon if you want to uh, maybe give us a, 
the price of a raspberry tea. A raspberry tea, because <laughs> we only drink tea. We're on Facebook as well. And most importantly, if you like what we do, please tell a friend and go to a podcast provider, whichever one you use, and download. And hit that subscribe button, but make sure you get the download button because that's how we stay alive. Thank you. And it's goodbye from me. I'm Tracy Ferguson. I'm Sharita Darcy. Goodbye. See you. to watch it it's so good it was all right your friends may have decent taste in movies but their incoherent reviews are getting annoying i don't know i just didn't like it looking for a new podcast join time sensitive where we break down the recent movies you've heard of but may have missed spoilers included and we get it you're busy and can't see everything but are you really gonna track it down a year later we take the time so you don't have to find us on twitter at ts and find out what we're watching i'm sam i'm ian and i'm kate and we're three friends and armchair movie critics seriously invite us into your living kate, room kate stop Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Time sensitive, because you deserve better.